Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love, and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves and our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Kyle Mock, founder of Athletes Brand, The Thousand, and Campfire. I really enjoyed the episode. That one was, What Do You Stand For?, And we talked a lot about finding your purpose and knowing your why and so many other important topics. So I hope you enjoyed that one. If you haven't checked out episode 26 yet, make sure to give it a listen after this episode. So on today's episode, we have Shirley Yang. Shirley is the founder and CEO of Muses. Muses is a professional network for entrepreneurs and freelancers. Many entrepreneurs and freelancers use Muses to network with other like-minded entrepreneurs and freelancers to hire and get hired for gigs. So it's a platform where many of these creatives can connect. So there are over 35,000 members in 121 countries. Shirley started off her career at Fox and led product teams at NBC and Amazon. She has worked with thousands of social media influencers and brands to propel them to fame. Shirley is a startup mentor at Techstars and an advisor for women tech founders and DoSomething.org. So as you can tell, Shirley is very experienced and has so much to share in this episode, which I'm really excited about. If you want to learn more about Muses, follow them at Muses on Instagram, and you can follow Shirley at Shirley. So in this episode, we touch on many different topics. Shirley opens up and shares her personal experiences. We talk about celebrating the little wins, being fearless in business and life, validating your own work, feeling supported by those around you, the importance of finding people who make you feel supported, making those connections, pushing yourself forward, and so much more. If you want to learn more about Muses, make sure to stay tuned, give it a listen, and if you'd like to hear some of my takeaways, make sure to listen until the end of the episode. So with that said, I hope you enjoy the episode, and let's get right into it with Shirley Yang. Hi, Shirley. Thank you so much for being here, Shirley. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tara, for having me. This is such an honor. Of course. So can you start off giving the listeners a little more insight on yourself and Muses and what exactly it is that you do? Sure. I'm the founder and CEO of Muses. We're a professional network for entrepreneurs and freelancers, the best place to get hired for short-term gigs as a digital or creative talent. So how it works is if you're a business, you can hire a freelancer for only $10 a gig. We don't take any commission or transaction fee. And if you're a freelancer, it's completely free to join. That's amazing. And were you always passionate about freelancers entrepreneurship? What exactly led you to creating the company? Well, you know, really, it's a long road um, to actually me jumping into entrepreneurship. Um, I'll answer more succinctly in terms of why freelancers first. 
Um, I think it's because, you know, I started working really my background in influencer marketing and working with a lot of social media influencers with high followings on Instagram and YouTube and realized that, you know what, in addition to being social media influencers, they have slashes in their title, right? So they're influencer slash makeup artist slash graphic designer. And I realize it's really the gig economy um, that's blooming here. And so Muses started off as an influencer network, but we realized that we really have a larger audience to serve. And so transitioned to um, an influencer network that way. That's so interesting. And did you notice that there was a gap in the industry, which is why you started that? Um, yeah, I mean, in terms, there are existing platforms for freelancers um, that are, I want to say, more transactional, right? The, the Upworks and the Fibers, um, which are great. Uh, I think for the group of people that I'm servicing here are entrepreneurs where you want to grow together and not just for transactional exchanges. So for example, the gig economy staff, I think the latest stats is something around 36% of the US workforce is either you know, self-identified as self-employed, um, has part-time jobs, uh, side hustles, right? Um, or is trying to build something on their own. And that is projected to be at 45% by next year contributing to at least $1.4 trillion of the U.S. economy annually. And that's the U.S. alone. And we're talking about around 57 million Americans here. And so, you know, it's a growing industry of people wanting to, you know, build their own brand, start their own thing, and really have, I want to say, freedom and flexibility in their work. And so that's who we're targeting. I love that. And I noticed an Instagram caption on your Instagram that I really loved which said that you created Muses because you believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to do what they love. And so were you always passionate about that? Did you, could you give us a little more insight on what you did before and why you feel that way now? Yeah, definitely. That's how, that's how I feel. And it's really, it comes from within. It comes from my own journey, you know, to where I am today. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate where you're working corporate job, you know, you, you think, you know, you look good on paper, but, you know, on your commute home, you just have that idle stare thinking, what did I actually accomplish today? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, many times they think, um, you know, I've had some tremendous opportunities working at great companies, but I just felt that you know, I never was able to move fast enough on my own ideas. And it comes with the territory. Um, with when you're with a larger firm, there are so many other priorities than your own, obviously. So I felt that I really needed to, uh, you know, go alone to go fast, um, to be where I wanted to be. And that's why, you know, I jumped into entrepreneurship. And I see just so many people around me, that feel the same way, you know, how many people do you know, have a side hustle, right? They, maybe they have a nine to five, but they do arts and crafts and sell on Etsy, or maybe they want to be an artist or just, you know, there's a creative side of us that we want to be able to explore and maybe make that our full-time job. I think there's a saying of balancing the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. And it's really important for us to be able to do that. Um, and so why not make your side hustle your main hustle or, you know, being authentic to yourself by doing the work that you really love to do? 
Definitely. And I agree because I think the title really doesn't mean much if you're not happy doing what you're doing. And so growing up, were you encouraged to be true to yourself? Did you grow up around entrepreneurs and freelancers? Or is this just very different than maybe the norm of where you grew up? Yeah. So I grew up in California and San Francisco. My parents were always very encouraging. And, you know, (laughs) my dad's an entrepreneur. Um, my mom's a professor and I think with any parents and I'm the first born, um, they really wanted me to, you know, they encouraged me to get a well-known, you know, work at a well-known company (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, just have a, have a safe track, you know, at least plan out, okay, what's your three-year plan? What's your five-year plan? And, you know, that's how parents are, at least my parents, um, and so my goal ever since undergrad, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, these are the media companies I'm going to work at. I'm going to start off as a product manager. I'm going to become a product director, then the VP, you know, like that corporate mm-hmm. ladder, very, very, uh, predictable. And I mean, that's, that's just what you think success looks like, uh, at least to me back then. And so, you know, I, I think it took me over 10 years <laughs> to finally say, okay, there is a different path to quote unquote success, um, which is also that fulfillment that I was chasing, chasing. And that that comes with getting to know yourself better um, through the years. I appreciate you sharing that because I think everyone has such a different path. And overall, did you face judgment for following this route? And were you working on this on the side while you were at a full time job? Or did you leave and then start this? You know, I think the real judgment um, that I faced actually came from myself, Um, whether or not I'm successful, whether or not I'm good enough or good at entrepreneurship. I think I've been fortunate where my environment, people I've been generally encouraging, um, you know, I am after California, I moved to New York and was surrounded by the Silicon Alley environment um, being mentors at a few of the startup accelerators. And now I'm in Chicago, um, you know, being part of Women Tech Founders and a mentor at 1871. I think the environment is very, uh, very encouraging to entrepreneurs. However, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be true to yourself, you answer to yourself. And that's what I believe in. So if there were any um, judgment, it, it came from me. And, you know, I think, I was reading up on mental health entrepreneurs, and I think it's really important for entrepreneurs to understand that, you know, you can't wish for overnight success. Um, You can't judge yourself so critically because, um, you know, it's going to be hard to push forward if you don't celebrate the little wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. And from someone who has experience, how important do you believe it is to accept and be okay with the idea of failing over time because we see these people who like you said we think it's overnight success but we don't see the 10 years they put in before and all the effort so how important do you believe it is to understand that failure is a part of the process and that it's okay absolutely I think it's it's super important I mean it's it's not just understanding that failure is you know failure is actually part of the path to success um, they're little failures right, for you to get to your end goal. There was a there was somewhere that I saw that, 
that startups don't fail, founders give up or founders quit in a sense that, you know, you don't really fully fail until you decide you to stop doing what you're doing, right? And it's not necessarily doing the same thing, right? If something's not working, make sure you're changing course, make sure you're measuring and re-strategizing and iterate, continue. If you need a pivot, then pivot. You know, we, we decided that influencer marketing network is not necessarily what we wanted to go, you know, after six months into it. So we decided to pivot to a freelancers network. Right. So you can't just keep on going on the same path if you feel like you're not getting the returns that you are hoping for. Um, that's that's just being stubborn. <laughs> uh, you need to be able to steer away to different courses. Um, and if you fail, then you try again. I think really, ultimately, it's about having the grit, having the de- de- determination and um, almost the stamina, mental and physical stamina to, you know, ride through this journey. Definitely. Thank you. And how important do you believe it is to be confident in your overall vision? Like what keeps you going on those hard days? Because I'm sure there are days where it seems like maybe you're not making progress or it's a struggle. So what keeps you going on those days? Sure. I think it's important to have two things. Number one, yes, have a, you know, long-term vision and be confident in your vision Um, knowing where you're headed to be super focused, but it's also important to be cognizant of the present moment. Uh, You know, knowing that you're not there yet, I think having patience is very important. Um, Otherwise you would just drive yourself crazy thinking, oh, why am I not achieving X, Y, Z milestones today? Um, And again, it goes back to celebrating the little wins. So in the present moment, have you moved the needle from yesterday or even from last week? Like, let's just look at week over week and month over month um, instead of jumping ahead too quickly. Um, I think pushing yourself forward every day, looking at what are some positives to carry carry you through to the next day sometimes is really important, especially in the very beginning when you don't see um, as much traction as you would like. And when you started your business, did you have a group of people who worked with you and understand what you wanted to do? Or did you kind of keep your vision private and to yourself? I was, I've always been open um, with my vision because I know some people keep things a secret, but chances are some, someone else has the same idea and they're working on it too. Um, and I think having the same idea doesn't make you, you know, competitive automatically it all comes down to business execution. Um, you know, I was talking to a lot of other entrepreneurs about what they think about competition. And, you know, I think we should welcome it because that will really just challenge us, challenge um, us overall to lift, um, you know, the quality of the products that we put out there. Um, I'm very open in terms of communicating my vision and, you know, what I, the new features that I want to put into our app and, you know, our platform. Because I want feedback. And, you know, I think people, different companies can have similar features or similar offerings. But if the business execution and your go-to-market is different, then your results will be very different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's incredible that you found something you're passionate about and now you're helping other people do that. And would you say, though, that those 10 years leading up to this really helped you? Because 
I think a lot of people get discouraged when they don't know what exactly they want to do or they have to have the answer by a certain age. So what advice would you give to someone who feels stuck, wants to follow their passion or start something, but they don't know where to start or they don't have the right connections or they're afraid of judgment and failure? They just they just feel stuck. What advice would you give to them in starting? I would say, you know, the first step is to just start and just do something You know, you don't have to, again, you don't wish for success overnight. Rome's not built in what overnight, right? So just start making those connections. Start talking to people. Um, You know, keep your full-time job in in the meantime, right? Um, And always have a financial plan. So that's something that's more tangible, more actionable. Have a financial plan for if you were to start your own business, what would that look like? How much capital would you need? How much runway is that? And then also have a plan B because plan A oftentimes derail. So I would say just, you know, the first step is just to start doing something, um, start networking. And I think that's also why Muses um, exists is that we have a lot of side hustlers on the platform that are, you know, not quite sure about whether or not their idea is going to work. So they test the waters with other like-minded entrepreneurs there, um, I remember there's a, a mom in New Jersey, you know, she had a bakery and then she decided to write a children's book. She started selling on Amazon and she had no idea how to market her book. And so she went on Muses and actually found fellow mommy bloggers and other uh, authors to really, in her words, you know, validate her work and make her feel supported. She also found sponsors, you know, on Muses to make her feel um, even more confident in what she's doing and you know she continues to write today so that's that's just one of so many examples there are you know there's another lady I was talking to she loves fitness she loves you know wellness and you know she graduated from college she had no idea what to do and you know through music she was inspired to get certified to become a personal trainer and now she's a full-time personal trainer in Arizona so I think a lot of this is about just taking the first step and knowing that there are millions of people just like you thinking of doing their own thing out there and, you know, connecting with the right people. Mm -hmm. And that must be fascinating working with people from all different fields and different interests. And so from someone who's worked with different creatives and freelancers, how important do you believe it is to be fearless in what you're doing and to really put yourself out there? Oh, fearless is my theme, like keyword. <laughs> uh, since 2017, when you know we, I embarked on this journey. It's sometimes you just have to have a little sense of. Um, they say, as an entrepreneur, there's a little sense of craziness in you. You know, you just have to have that belief and be fearless. I think fearless is also about you know when you get knocked down, you just keep getting back up. Um, that warrior mentality at anything that comes at you. It could, it could be personal, it could be business, it could be physical. Um, you know, I think it, that's what keeps you going. You know, you have to develop the shields and this engine within you that keeps you running and pushing you forward every day. Mm-hmm. I love that. And do you think it's important to grow thick skin? Do you think over time you've learned not to take things personally when it comes to your business or is it always something you're learning? Oh, I think, you know, different people are different, Um, depends on your personality. Uh, I've been reading a book called Essentialist, 
And I think it's very helpful in terms of, um, you know, dropping the trivial many and focusing on the essential few, right? So it's that 80-20 rule. Sometimes, you know, when it's entrepreneurship, I would say the 95 to 5% rule, you know, you say no to 95% or you just disregard the 95% and really laser focus on the 5% that really moves the needle for your business. And if it's something that's, uh, you know, people will always have their, uh, judgments or comments um, on what you're doing, but it, you know, is it something that will help you move forward with your company? If it is, sure, pay attention to it. If it's not, then you just have to learn to develop that thick skin and, you know, shield it and, you know, don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I do agree and I do believe that entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. And I know sometimes it seems glamorous, but not everyone wants that. Some people want that nine to five and they want the benefits. So what would you say are maybe some, or what would you say makes an entrepreneur, if that makes sense? Great question. So I think (laughs) no one has really asked me that before and I've thought about it. (laughs) I think any, everyone who wants to build their own thing has an entrepreneur in them, even though you're not necessarily, you know, your title's not a founder or, you know, you still have a full-time job, you know, there's, there's a term intrapreneur, right? That's who I was when I was working at a corporate, you know, job. And then I, I still take on ideas, right. And take on projects to move the company forward from internal as an entrepreneur. I think if you have the desire to build something on your own, um, either full-time or not, then you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think I really do admire what you do. And I think you really exemplify living your most authentic life and helping people do that as well. But I wanted to ask you from your own words, what does living your most authentic life mean to you? Sure. I think it's to act, live and feel like you're yourself all the time. Um, it's in alignment with job and your personal traits. And that's very hard to do because sometimes, you know, what you like to do does, is not necessarily the most lucrative, right? So that's the tricky part, you know, balancing monetary with your fulfillment, with your, you know, other needs. Um, I think figuring out what that formula is for yourself that's how you live your true self. And do you believe it's more important to trust yourself and your abilities or be consistent and work hard if you want to start your own business? Uh, I, I think it's definitely a mixture of both, right? I mean, it's you mm-hmm. have to trust yourself that you can do it because no one else is going to trust you if you don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hard work is probably 80%. Um, of that. So 20% talent, 80% work. (laughs) Love it. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you what is coming up next for you and for Muses and where can listeners follow Muses? Absolutely. Thanks for asking that. I'm super excited because we have, you know, right now we launched, um, you know, a year and a half ago, we have 45,000 users in 121 countries currently on iOS, but actually later this week we'll be on desktop. So people can start, uh, you know, listing jobs and applying to jobs on, on our website. So, um, you know, on Instagram, we're muses right now. We're musesapp.co. We just purchased the domain musesapp.com. So that's very exciting. Um, cause 
you know, still today, sometimes people are not used to the .co domain name. <laughs> um, so that was a win for me, you know, celebrate yes, the little definitely. wins. We got the .com. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, hopefully that'll bring in some more business users for us. And those who don't have iOS can access us easily on the web. Well, thank you so much, Shirley. I really do admire what you do. And I love that you're giving a platform to people to pursue what they're passionate about and meet other people who are passionate as well. So I think that's incredible. Well, thank you, Tara. I think your podcast is super inspiring. And again, it's another platform for people to learn from one another and hopefully be encouraged to pursue what they really want to do. So congrats on creating that. And thank you. We thank you for, um, for doing that. Of course. Thank you so much. That means so much. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with Shirley. I really appreciated her opening up. So this interview actually happened a while ago. And in all honesty, when I edited this recently, I was kind of frustrated with the fact that I didn't ask some questions that when I was editing it, I thought would be great to have asked Shirley. And it's totally fine, but it's just interesting how over time I'm learning to ask more questions and kind of come up with more topics mid-interview that seem interesting and that maybe bounce off of what the guests have said. So I definitely feel like there were more things I could have asked Shirley, but overall, I'm really happy with this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you were able to take something away from it because Shirley was just really honest. And so I wanted to talk about some of the takeaways for me. One of them was about celebrating the little wins. So one thing I liked that she said was the importance of celebrating the little wins because especially with business, we expect so much progress in such a short amount of time sometimes that that's why people fail. It's because they stop so early on. It's because they don't take the time to keep going. We don't see the behind the scenes of people working hard for years and maybe no one was listening. Maybe no one was paying attention. Maybe their business was just being worked on for so long that you didn't even know. So it's easy to get discouraged. I say this all the time and I think so many of these episodes connect in that way that we need to just keep going, keep being consistent and working hard because the only way your business can fail is if you really just quit. And for example, if it doesn't work out, if a business doesn't work out, but you kept going, it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means you learned something new. Maybe this didn't work. So like Shirley said, if something didn't work, try something else. Try a different strategy. Don't just be so stubborn that you don't change your strategy either and think, okay, well, this hasn't been working for a while. Just keep doing the same thing. It's important to stay consistent, but if you notice that maybe something needs to change, maybe there's a better way to do it, then try that keep going be consistent in that way but doesn't mean you have to keep doing the exact same thing doesn't mean you can't try new ways and try new strategies which is so important so I appreciate her saying that because sometimes we think okay well this has to work right this has to work and of course if we keep working hard I really believe anything is possible we need to keep working hard but there may be a better strategy so why not try that So with that said, it's important to make those connections, put yourself out there and not even just business, but in life. And I ask the question all the time, what advice would you give to someone who just wants to start, but is afraid to and doesn't know where to start? And so many of the guests say the same thing, which is to literally just start. 
and it sounds easier said than done but it's true you literally just have to start somewhere and we so often want to have the perfect route the perfect plan before we start but that isn't always the case you just have to start you don't know where life will take you and like Shirley said we have to celebrate the little wins so if you start selling something online selling your art don't be discouraged when no one buys anything by next month it takes time Keep working hard, finding new strategies, but it takes time. And I think that can go bigger than just business. The idea of celebrating the little wins in life. Sometimes getting up in the morning is a little win. When you've been having a horrible week and you don't feel great, just getting up in the morning is a win. It's a little victory. If you keep moving on in life, expecting to win and have big results and then it happens and then you want something else, it's like you're never present. You're never fully enjoying the moment. So it's important to celebrate those little wins. And with that said, don't forget to validate your work. You need to validate your work. You need to validate what you're doing. Be your biggest supporter. Because at the end of the day, in business, in life, things are going to get thrown at you. People are going to not support you all the time. And you have to learn to be your biggest supporter and be so proud of yourself that even if no one believes in your vision, even if no one understands what you're doing, you do. And that's all that matters. And they may see it. They may understand it eventually. They may not, and that's okay. But if you get it and you believe in it, just keep working hard. Keep grinding. Like Shirley said, be fearless and try different things. Try different strategies. If one thing doesn't work, try something else. But keep going. So those are just some of my takeaways from this episode. I would love to know what you thought and what stuck with you. So you can reach me on Instagram at tara.mont or the Instagram for this podcast at Trust and Thrive. And if you would like to follow Shirley, you can at Shirley on Instagram and the Muses Instagram, which is at Muses. So all this information will be in the description of this episode. If you would like to connect with Muses, whether you're an entrepreneur, a freelancer, a creative who would like to get involved, you can definitely use Muses to connect with other freelancers and entrepreneurs and maybe get hired for some gigs. So if that sounds like you, this would be a great opportunity and don't miss out. All the information will be in the description of this episode and so you can learn more about Muses there. So I hope you all have a lovely week. I really appreciate Shirley for being on the show. She was so cool, so down to earth. And from what I've seen, she's honestly doing such an amazing job and is very inspiring and hardworking in what she does. So let me know what kind of guests you would like to have on the show. I would love to know what kind of industries are you curious about? What kind of topics are you curious about? Please let me know. All the information is in the description of this episode. And if you would like to be a part of the Trust and Thrive email list where you receive weekly emails, you can send me a message on any social media platform with your email. Let me know and I will add you to the list in which you will receive weekly inspirational emails, a little self-reflection to start your week, and updates on the show. I really enjoyed writing these emails. They're kind of like exclusive blog posts. So if you would like to be a part of the email list, you can reach me anywhere and just send me your email address. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so, so much. And I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday.